Hey friends, and welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a photographer and educator on a mission to help you find your passion, power, and purpose through entrepreneurship. So let's jump right into today's episode because this girl means business. Hey there, and welcome back to the Girl Means Business podcast. I'm so excited that you are here this week because I have got an amazing, amazing guest for this week's episode, and it's just the start of some really incredible women we have coming up on the show in the next couple of weeks. Today, we have a repeat guest in Ali Kazaza. Ali is by far one of my most favorite people. She is somebody that I have looked up to, that I have learned so much from. And back in episode 65, we had our first conversation, Creating Work-Life Harmony. And I loved that episode so much because it was this really incredible, just real conversation that she and I had about work and life and finding a way to make it all work together seamlessly, or at least seem like it's a seamless effect. And we came up with the word harmony to replace the word balance, because we both agreed that balance is not something you can ever really accomplish because your work and your life are never going to be 50-50. You're going to have something in your life that always takes precedence over the other. Sometimes it's family, sometimes it's business, and sometimes they flip-flop and that's totally fine. But I've always kind of cherished that conversation as being one of my most favorite conversations here on the podcast. And it's a perfect example of the power of this podcast and the community of people because Allie was brought to me by somebody who had listened to the podcast and thought she would be a great guest. And she was introduced to me through that. And I we've become friends and I just adore her. And I'm so excited for what she has coming up in the future because... Allie is getting ready to launch her first book, Declutter Like a Mother, and it is amazing. She sent me an advanced copy to read prior to our conversation today, and it is so good, guys. If you are at all struggling with the idea of wanting to declutter your life, whether it's mentally, physically, just the stuff in your home, I know for me personally, I struggle mentally if my house is a disaster. If my space is a mess, if I'm in my office and there is just stuff everywhere, I have a hard time focusing. I have a hard time feeling creative. I have a hard time getting into the mode of business. And so being able to find ways to create spaces that are, that feel open to creativity, that feel less cluttered. It's just, it's been a blessing. And this book is a product of her listening to what her audience really needs and what they want and providing them that information. And um, it's just, it's incredible. So you can pre-order it now. I will have the link down in the show notes so you can make sure that you grab it. You can pre-order it on Amazon or at Target. It's going to be in Target, guys. She is so excited about that and I'm so excited for her. And I cannot wait for you to get a copy of this book for yourself. I think you're really, really going to love it. It comes out in September. And this is going to be amazing. So today I'm chatting with Allie. We're kind of catching up and talking all about um, just what's been going on in her life, but also a little bit about just the process of change because she's made a big change in her life recently, moving her family from California to South Carolina and what that has looked like for her and how she's been able to continue to 
thrive in her business and take care of herself in the midst of all of that change and kind of that chaos. So I cannot wait for you to listen to our conversation today. If you want to go back and listen to the first conversation Allie and I had, it is episode 65. I will make sure it's linked down in the show notes as well. So when you finish this episode, you can easily go and find it and um, enjoy my conversation with Allie Kazaza. All right, guys, we have Ali Kazaza back here on the Girl Means Business podcast with us today. I am so excited to chat with her. I just finished reading her new book that comes out soon, Declutter Like a Mother. And so I've had her in my head for the past couple of days, and now I get to actually talk to her. And I can't wait. So Ali, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. Friend, thank you so much for having me back. I love like I love repeat conversations because it, we've already had the connection. It's like the awkwardness is gone because podcasting can be so stiff. <laughs> I, I completely agree. Um, okay, so really quickly for anyone who hasn't already heard our first conversation or isn't familiar with you, give me a quick little synopsis of who you are and what you do. Yeah. Uh, so I'm Allie. And in my business, I come in and support women, um, mostly mothers that are just feeling like life is chaotic. It's not aligning with really where they want to go. There's a lot of things that get overlooked. Um, and just kind of we go we go through the motions, we are going to the next moment, we're just trying to get through the day and things that are pretty typical, like a messy house, clutter everywhere, mental clutter, emotional clutter, um, just kind of suppression of self things like that, that just kind of get overlooked. I like to kind of come in and shine a spotlight on those things and help them unclutter uh, physically and metaphorically what is causing them to feel really heavy so that they can really live aligned with their truest selves and have the energy and time and space for like running their business and connecting with their families and things that really matter to them. Um, So yeah, that's my online business. My platform is all about that. I have like courses where I can kind of passively coach women through the steps and the method that I created over the last six years in that, um, in that regard. So, and I'm married, I've been married for 14 years and I have four kids, um, that are from six to 12. So they're all (laughs) back to 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 them, which is insane. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We homeschool. I mean, Brian does so much of it now, but we're a team. I couldn't do that alone, but yeah, we're all together all the time running the business from home. It's, it's crazy. (laughs) Well, I have to say, I'm going to kind of, um, I'm going to praise you a little bit. So I'm sorry if this is uncomfortable for you, but <laughs> so I receive I, it already. <laughs> okay, good, good. Some people are like, oh, I don't do well with compliments. But so I, you know, we did a bar interview, I don't even know, a year or so ago. I, can't, I have to go back and look at exactly when it was, but it's been a while. And so I started following you and I did kind of a, a social media decluttering of sorts several months ago. And I kind of do it regularly, but your one person I can't get rid of because I love that you are online, the same person you are, like when you and I have chat on this, or when you like, when I was reading your book, or when I listened to your podcast, it's the same person. And I feel like not everybody is that way. Um, And I love that you are, you share like the messiness of having everybody at home, like you're not all like, Oh, look at this wonderful life we have. And happy family. And all the time it's sunshine and rainbows. You share like those moments where you're like, this photo was taken right before I lost my mind and had to walk away for a few minutes. Like, <laughs> And yeah. so I'm like, I think we need more of that in the world. And so just thank you for, for being that voice and also for the help that you do, um, for helping women. I did your, um, declutter like a mother challenge you do in January of every year. 
And I was like, oh, I'm so proud of myself. And I was reading through your book and I was like, oh, my bathroom is still like that space has been, I've maintained it. I've kept it clean and it does. It feels good when I walk in. So I was like, thank you, Allie, for that. (laughs) So I just want you to know, I am a huge fan. I love everything you're doing. And I think that you are a huge help to women. So thank you for just continuing to, to put content out and be yourself and share with us, um, the good, the bad, and the ugly of what it looks like to run a business and have a family. And, you know, you just traveled across the country to move your family that you shared. I mean, like all of those things. So thank you for doing that for us. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for that. I like, when you started talking, I just realized how much I needed to hear that. So thank you. And I think, I believe that we notice what we are. So if you're seeing all that in me, it's only because you're doing the same thing in your work and we mirror each other. So you're beautiful. Yeah. You're so sweet. You're so sweet. Okay. So I want to get into, we kind of talked briefly before I hit record about, you know, the topic for today. And I, I like the idea of, you know, this is a business podcast, but the idea that like, yeah, it's not just about business all the time. It, it, the space that you're in, you know, you focus on helping women kind of clear out the the clutter in their lives and their, in their mind and all those things. And that's kind of something that's overlooked a lot of times. I know like I get women that I work with in coaching all the time. They're like, I just feel stuck. Like, I just feel like I've hit this block and I don't know what to do. And I think sometimes we overlook the fact that the space that we're in or the mental space that we're in can be a huge piece of what's blocking us from finding success. So I want to start by talking about like just the physical space that we're in. How does the physical space that we, especially a lot of us working from home, whether you always have been, or you just started because of the pandemic, we're realizing more and more how much our physical space like affects our mood and our attitude and what we can accomplish in a day. So talk about that a little bit. Like, what does that mean to you and how do you help people through that? Yeah, it's, it's so interesting because I was preparing for a big like drop in what I do when the pandemic hit, like a lot of businesses were, and there actually was a huge spike in interest and in like people, Google sending people to my site because everyone kind of realized, oh my God, I hate it here. (laughs) (laughs) And, and it's, and you know, it's, it's really sad. I know speaking from experience, because I also used to live this way. We really just kind of use our home as a space to drop and keep going. Like we just drop our stuff. It's not really, I mean, even those of us that love an aesthetic and I'm like that, um, it, it can tend to become this space of just kind of dropping and continuing. And the services have like groceries we didn't put away, you know, mail, keys, bags, phones, AirPods, you know, Febreze, whatever, whatever <laughs> stuff has just been out. And we just drop it on the counters and keep going. And we live this way. We open our closet. We have to dig through stuff to find what we're looking for. Like having a bunch of crap everywhere is just kind of normal. And then even like having a, getting a bigger house because you need more space, which is often, it can be true. Um, But a lot of the time, most of the time, it's not, you have too much stuff. And then even having a big house with a garage full of stuff, and then also having a storage unit. For, uh, for extra stuff yep. is very normal and accepted. The storage unit industry is an $80 billion per year industry last time I checked, which was several years ago. So, Crazy. I mean, and our houses in America are huge. Like yeah. there, we had a friend come uh, who lives in Italy and he was like shocked at the size of my parents' house. My parents' house is like 2,400 square feet. It's not 
huge. Yeah. He was shot. Like our houses are huge and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm all about space, especially with my whole family being together all the time. I would love, you know, square footage. I'm always looking for that, that, that <laughs> white space to distance for, for work. But when our, when we're filling it with stuff and it's not enough, like that is very, very normal. And it's affecting us. Studies are coming out more and more every year. Um, they've always kind of, not always, but studies have been being done on this for, for a lot of years. But in the last like five years, lots of studies have been done. Lots more studies have been done and attention's being drawn to this. And that's why minimalism has really become kind of a, its own niche. It's really become yeah. more trendy. Um, and I have, stuff to say to say about that if it comes up later too because it's it can be problematic but really like we're noticing this and and studies show over and over again it affects us when you walk into your closet and you see a bunch of dresses and clothes that don't fit you anymore because you've become a mother and your body has shifted and in the back of your mind you're like I'm supposed to fit into that even unconsciously, the subconscious mind remembers every single thing that's ever happened to you, every single thing you've ever heard, even if you consciously weren't aware of the sound or the sight, it holds on to it. So this is just stacking up like you're unconsciously giving yourself the message that you're not enough, that you should, 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 which is honestly the absolute last thing women need more of. I mean, yeah. really, like I can't oh, think absolutely. of anything we need less of. And yeah. so and that's just like one area thinking about like your kitchen, your closets, your laundry room, like your garage. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, every everywhere you go, you're just looking at unmade decisions. I should have done this. That shouldn't be there. I should be this size. I shouldn't have left that there. I shouldn't be this messy. Clutter is unmade decisions. And so moms already have decision fatigue like crazy. So we're literally just piling up more. I should have, I should have, I should be, I should do and surrounding ourselves, our home environment where we raise our babies and be intimate with our partners and, and build our businesses and create ideas and make food. We are literally surrounding that space with unmade decisions I mean, of course, we're stressed the F out. Of course, we hate being at home and we think going and getting a bunch of new bins and a label maker is going to solve the problem. It's not. So yeah. yeah, it affects us. And I think people are just really starting to wake up to that and realize I'm paying the biggest part of my budget for this space and it's not even serving me. I don't even like it here. Yeah. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I remember like in our first conversation, just from watching you online and your podcast and everything, like listening to these little nuggets of information and they've kind of been in my mind as I go through and, and yeah, having my kids home for the last, you know, for the last year. And of course, luckily my oldest one was able to go back to school, but, um, just the more time we spent in our home, the more I thought about, which I think you talk a lot about is like the intent, like what is the intent we have for this space? Like, what do I want it to feel like? Not just what physically does it serve, but like the perfect example is this, the office I'm in now, it serves as a guest room. But I was like, we, the amount of times we have guests stay at our house is maybe twice a year, maybe if that, because most of our family lives nearby. A lot of our friends live nearby. Um, a lot of our friends who live out of state or out of town have family here. So they don't stay with us when they come into town. So the, the, purpose of having this room as a guest room really wasn't necessary. So I remember coming into the space and thinking, you know what? I don't want to have a bed in the middle of the room all the time. So we bought like one of those Murphy beds where it folds up. And I was like, if I'm going to be in here every day working, I want my desk to face this huge, beautiful window I have. And I want to have a bookshelf with all my favorite books in here. And I want it to, to be my own space. I don't want it to be just a little corner I carve out for myself in a room that's meant for something else. And mm -hmm. just making that decision. And I told my kids, I was like, you know what? This is my space. If you, if I'm in here working and I say, you can come in here and play with your Legos, that's fine. But they leave the room when this is done because I don't want to walk in here and have toys everywhere. That's not the intent I have for this space. And I think that like even taking the claim over that one, this one little room has helped me to do it in other spaces. And I see a difference. Just like you were saying, when we come home, from sports and activities and running errands, all the things, we don't come home and go, oh, this place is a disaster. We come home and we're like, okay, now it's time to relax and enjoy our space. And it has made such a huge difference. And so I like that idea. And I, I have it in the back of my mind now when I go into like my kitchen, I'm like, okay, what is my intent for what I want this to look like and feel like? And what do I want our family to look like in this space? And so I think that we all think that either it has to look a certain, has to either look a certain way or be a certain way because of what we've seen. Like, oh, well, these people on HGTV, their kitchen looks like this and their living room looks like this. But if you've got four kids and you're not a single couple, then your, your living room is going to look very different <laughs> and mm -hmm. your space is going to look very different. So the, I, I just, for me, it's been a mindset shift, which has been super, super helpful to help me get through, not even get through, to help me feel like I'm thriving in the last year of being at home more with our family and not feel like it was a place where we were like, quote unquote, trapped in, you know? Yeah. And I want to just point out something that you said when you were speaking about your office, like how expansive that shift feels when you talk about it, like even your body language and your eyes, like shifted and lift like lit up because I could tell from the way that it was feeling before it's almost like that's like a hobby situation mm -hmm. like oh I'm like in the corner and yeah. and then you're in the corner then that's the results you get in your business in the corner results and it's not that you have to have an a full office in this beautiful space but when you're when you know that based on the space you have you're not really honoring what you're doing that energy shows up in your business and in the way you treat your business and in the way you treat yourself, the way you view yourself, then that is going to show up in the way you speak about yourself and your business. When people ask what you do, like it's, it's all about 
the intent behind it. And what's interesting is for most of us, when we go to buy or rent a home, we naturally start to get into like, this is like what I walk everyone through in the book and my courses is setting the intent like Kendra's talking about. We, we naturally get there. You get to this, you're looking and you're like, the way you're making the decision to move in or not is you're setting the intent naturally already. I would do this here. I could see this painted white. I could see another window here. I could see me working here and the kids doing homework here. You naturally do that. But then stuff moves in, life happens, schedules happen, stress hits, and you just go, go, go. And it's just you settle for whatever is, whatever is convenient. Um, And so we want to come back to that intent and align our spaces with what is going to serve us, not what the room was built to be, what is going to serve us. And so I think it's just, it's so basic, setting the intent for your bathroom setting your intent for the kitchen. Like it might seem obvious, but it's really not because you've left that. That's why you're here. That's why you cooked plan on this podcast. That's why you you buy the book because you've lost that intent and you're not living aligned with that. So it's really, it's really beautiful because setting the intent and aligning our space with what we want is very therapeutic. And it's like, you get that energy flowing and just watch you do that. And then you start doing that in your business and in every email you respond to, like, what's my intent here? Do I really need to say yes to this? Like, it's just really getting that energy stirring of, I am worthy of enjoyment. I am worthy of a beautiful space. I am worthy of a home that I pay so much for that is working for me instead of against me. And that brings that worthiness energy into everything else that you do. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I love what you said. I wrote down that, that in the corner results. It's so true. Like when I would come into my office before and I had my desk and it was like facing this wall and I would have to I'd come in here and I'd be like, I'm sitting here staring at a wall and it's wall that it's, it's beautiful. I painted it. I love it. It's great. That's not what I want to, it's almost like I was staring at a roadblock (laughs) and that's when Mm -hmm. I felt like I was in a roadblock in my business. When I was able to shift this and move it to like, I'm looking out and I have light and I feel like I can feel the sunshine on my face or I can watch the rain if it's raining one day. And I, you know, I can hear the noises from the birds outside. Like it changes something inside of me when I come in here now Mm -hmm. and it does, it feels like I am, I'm putting myself in a position to say, this business is my business and I'm not going to, you know, play small anymore. I'm going to make it what I want it to be. And it's like you said, it sounds kind of silly to think like a room can do that. A space can do that, but it really does. I mean, especially when you're not leaving and going to an office. And if you are leaving and going to an office, make that office a place that feels like we're talking about here. You know, you control which direction your desk faces, how your chairs are set up, how many plants you have or artwork you have. Even if it's a rented space, you can still make it feel like a space that feels good to you and not just a white box you walk into every day. Absolutely. Um, I, yeah. I, I love that. I feel like every time we talk, I have these like light bulb moments. It's so good. Yeah. Um, so let, I want to kind of talk about like the mindset that goes into, because I know like I just mentioned, y'all have just moved to a new place. And, um, you know, I know that like your old place, you kind of had like your other house, you had it, these different spaces you designed in your house that made you feel good. So how are like mindset wise, how do you go into this change? Because sometimes people get scared of change. Some people don't, I personally enjoy it, but some people are like, okay, change, whether it's changing my physical space, I'm in changing my mental space, changing whatever 
terrifies me and it stops them from doing things in their business, in their life. So how do you set the intention within like your own mindset of going into something new or making changes or doing something different? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides, trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passions, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. Such a good question. So I also love change, but I was sharing on Instagram recently that I've realized that I love the end result of change, but I struggle with the actual transitioning and just all the temporariness that comes with change. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and for me, like just my personality, I really, really love a beautiful aesthetic. My environment affects me. Our environment affects all of us, but mine affects me like super affects me. So when things are just kind of in upheaval or very temporary, like I really struggle with that. However, I know that this move is on purpose. I don't know how long we'll be here or what's next, but I know we were supposed to move here. I know I felt very good and grounded about the decision. So focusing on that and like right now we're recording this and I'm in an Airbnb. It's like a temporary Airbnb. We're moving to another one for the rest of our time until our house is ready. Um, and even when the house is ready, like it's such a fixer upper, like it's so ugly inside. I can't even, (laughs) it's like slow painstaking work. Like the floors are done, but the walls are still painted like McDonald's. Like it's just so like, Oh, it's like cringeworthy. But, um, even like here, like it's just so small and it's just like, okay, like this is what we were able to get. It's clean and cute, but it's just like so small. So having my husband take the kids out and go work on the other house while I'm doing this, like just kind of speaking what is true for me and what I need and setting boundaries for myself and with others and making sure that like, I'm okay. Like respecting myself. Maybe my space isn't perfect. Maybe I don't have my beautiful, perfect office that I had when we lived in Carlsbad anymore, but I will soon. 
And for now, like I'm still honoring myself. I still respect myself. I still don't give myself in the corner energy, even in the temporary, you know? Um, and then moving forward from here, our next Airbnb is gorgeous. I can't wait to work there. Um, like, pro- like spending the extra money, which I realize is a privilege not all of us have, but if you can do it, spend the extra money on the positive energy and a space that you feel like, wow, like I really feel like I'm honoring myself here. It's not about the aesthetic. It's about the self honor, which I think is so huge for women and so huge for women in business. That self honor will reflect in your prices and in your revenue flow. Like it's huge. Um, And then moving on even from that into the new house, which will be partially ready and still needing a lot of work. It's really the mindset of this is so special that I get, I own this and I get to make it how I want. And the end result is what I'm focusing on. The in-between, lots of patience, like huge amounts of grace, lots of like breathing and meditation (laughs) and letting it be like, we need to learn to be okay in the middle because that's where so much of the growth happens. And I know like the middle of my business is where so much beauty has taken place. So the middle of this transition, there's so much learning. There's so many good conversations with my kids. There's so many good lessons to be learned and not to be like Pollyanna, hoity-toity, like, so, wow, I'm so positive. But just that there is good to see. I can be real with myself and freak out and then apologize to everyone and take a break, which has happened like every day since we got here and it's fine. (laughs) But I can also choose to see like, there's so much good. This is such a basic, like first world problem to have. It's not even a problem and it's all just so temporary. Do I really want to look back and show, like, see that I showed my kids how to have an absolute shit attitude in a temporary situation? Or do I want to show them that we can adapt and we can be gracious with each other? And this is how you navigate transition. This is how you navigate change. Do I want to be so grounded that temporary exterior circumstances can't really shake me? Um, Personally, like I've been calling in more revenue, more growth, um, more good things, even though we're in transition, because typically the transition would make me stop everything and pause everything. And I would like freak out and not be okay. And then this one, I've just been so grounded. I've had new ideas come from like the new environment. Um, I'm so inspired for when I have my own Airbnbs by being in all the ones we've stayed in. Like there's just so much good that's come from this. Yeah. And I can choose to focus on that versus like, oh my gosh, like the Wi-Fi isn't as good as mine or my lighting isn't, I miss my lighting and my beautiful background. <laughs> like it's all ego, you know? Yeah. Like, we can choose yeah. to let that go and focus on the beauty. Yeah. I think everything you just described is like a perfect analogy for business. Exactly. Because it is, it's the messy middle is where all of that greatness comes from. And I think we, we want to skip over that. We want to like zoom past that, you know, like, and by zooming past that or like not enjoying it, you miss out on, like you said, those moments of growth or the moments where maybe you realize there's an opportunity that comes your way. And had you not been enjoying it or taking it all in. And I think about this with my kids too. Like my youngest one's about to start kindergarten in the fall. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to be one of those people who looks back come September and thinks, I wish I had done this with her. I wish I'd spent more time doing this. Instead, like I'm in it right now. Like this is the time I'm going to wish I had done something. Let's just go do it. Like, let's, let's make it fun. Let's, you know, instead of me being like, oh my gosh, they're driving me nuts. They're arguing, they're doing this they're doing that. 
I'm going to take the time. I'm going to stop and be like, no, these are the moments I'm going to miss when they're in school. And so I'm going to enjoy it. And I think with our business, we are like, oh my gosh, this is the point where like my social media is not growing. I don't have this finished yet. It's not. And it's easy to just go, okay, I'm just not good at this. or I can't do this when really it needs to be more of, no, this is the, the part that when I get to that end result I'm going for, this is going to be the story I tell people. It's not going to be about how great my product or service is. The story I'm going to tell is look at all the things I did along the way. Look at the journey I went through. Nobody ever you know, writes a book or gets on stage and goes, okay, I created this thing. It was a success. All right, see you later. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. They talk about the messy middle. And if you aren't letting it come in and enjoying it and, and doing your best to make the best of it, then you're not going to have that story to tell when you have a chance to stand up on a platform and tell your story. Absolutely. And I think like, that's so beautiful. And one thing that goes in line with that, that I've been really learning lately and and not really just learning, but like actually practicing, like, you know, when you kind of, you realize something, but then it just kind of floats away and you kind (laughs) of didn't grab onto it and you know, it's going to come back around again. But like this one, I've been really implementing this time and it's been so helpful is this, like, I've been thinking about what it means to be grounded. And I think about like, even just like the image of like, planting your feet into the ground, like into the earth and just knowing like I am supported, the ground's not going to open up and swallow me up. Like I know it's there and how to bring that feeling into this transition. And I've been really practicing the art of choosing to be grounded. I used to think that being grounded was something that happened to you and like you could feel really safe and feel really at peace because of the circumstances um, and like inner peace or whatever. I didn't know how to get that or do that. Um, and now I realize, like I can choose to be super grounded when the world is spinning around me, even like in the news and like what's going on in our world mm-hmm. or when our kids are going through something and we can't really always help them, especially as they get yeah. older, um, in the business and, and with the pandemic and everything, like just being super grounded in this transition has been a choice. And it's cool because I've noticed that because I'm staying so grounded, that shows up in the way that I handle the environment, how I handle the houses we're staying in, what things look like and feel like, how my kids are acting. Like ever since I've gotten super grounded, it's like they can sense that and it gives them that feeling as well. And they kind of really feel moms are just like the backbone, like Mm -hmm. everyone responds to you. So just remembering that, like being grounded in the chaos of your business is a choice and the chaos of your home as you're transitioning, as you're decluttering, as you're trying to align it with what you want, you can stay grounded while you're working towards getting out of where you're at. And it's just been something that's been coming up a lot for me lately. Yeah. Oh, that's really, really good. I love that staying grounded. Um, Okay. So I want to ask you, Because I know like you are, you know, you share a lot of your life and your journey on social media and you've got these, all these courses in the book and the programs and things like that, that you do. And you're there to help these women. Um, What, but what helps you? Like, what is it that when you're in those moments where you're like, I'm just tired or I'm, I'm feeling like a lot of things coming at me and I, I, don't really know how I feel in this moment. Like what gets you through that? And what do you turn to, to help get you back to, cause a lot of people turn to you. I mean, that's, and I think this is interesting to say like, a lot of people turn to you to go, okay, what's Allie, how, how does Allie handling this? Or what is she putting out on social media? Or what is her, her course or program? And you've helped so many women. So who do you turn to? What do you look at? Or, or are there things that you do? I know you mentioned like the breathing and the meditating, 
Like, how do you keep grounded and how do you keep pushing through even when sometimes it feels like you're like, probably just want to like close in and be like a turtle fall into your shell? Totally. So this is such a good question. And I first want to answer with like super honesty. I'm going to give you an answer, but I'll also just want to give space to say that there are so many times where I don't do the right thing. I don't think there's like a right or wrong thing to do. I just think sometimes we're more human than others. And like recently I got into this like warp of kind of just numbing and uh, suppressing by watching so much TV at night. And normally I will watch some TV with my husband. Like we love watching Parks and Rec and reruns and stuff. But I noticed that I started to turn my TV on really early in the afternoon and like stay there and just kind of like exit everything. (laughs) Um, And like have a glass of wine and just like totally veg out. And (sighs) while that is fine and sometimes so needed I noticed that I was doing that like here at Airbnb every day since we got back because I just wasn't wanting to deal with the fact that I left my family like I moved away from my family I moved away from California that's been my home since I was born except for a quick 18 month spell in the Midwest for Brian's old job and that I've moved back there as soon as I could from that place like that is my home and It's just this like overwhelming feeling of change. And as much as I crave change and seek it out and love it, I ran from it. So I have those moments where I like go to like, let me suppress and avoid and distract for sure. I have moments where I'll like not be dealing with what's going on internally and project it. It's always onto my husband. I'll project it onto (laughs) Brian and just be like, you're not doing. And then I'll list the things that I'm not doing because we're all mirroring each other all the time. Um, but so I just want to let people know, like, I'm a real person. You're a real person. Like there's a lot of things to be learned and to be bettered that we all have. But outside of that, when I'm in my healthy, healthiest state, man, my favorite thing right now is asking like in those moments where you're just like, I I feel like I want to go veg out. I feel like I want to just suppress. I feel like I want to avoid, um, or it's all too much. My favorite thing lately has been, um, asking myself, what do I need? What is missing right now? And just like literally going internal. So who do I go to? I go to me, go to God, the internal voice of asking, what do I need right now? What's missing right now? And sometimes it takes a second for my mind to like stop but the answer will always come. I may have to ask it a few more times. I might have to get a little more still. I might have to run out and like tell the kids to do something or get something off my brain to tell Brian I need help with something and then go back and ask again. But the answer will always come up. And it's usually the last thing that I really want to do. Like the other day I did this exercise and right away it came up. You need to journal through your feelings. You're not processing your feelings. Journaling through my feelings, like that is the last thing I'm going to do. I have to find my journal. I have to like deal with what's going on. I have to deal with the fact that I'm not going to see my parents all the time anymore. Like all of these hard things. Um, and I, and I did it. I begrudgingly did it. And I felt so much better after like so much better. I, I can't believe I avoided that. It was so good. I couldn't even find my journal. I just did it in my phone. Like, there's yeah. always another way. There's always a way to process and get it out. Um, and then today I did this this morning and it was like, you haven't had your quiet time. I have like really, really great quiet time every single morning. And right away it came up, like you haven't had any quiet time since you got here. Like 
even when I was journaling, the kids were all around me. Like I haven't had my meditation time at all for like a week and a half. And so I meditated this morning just for like 20 minutes, which felt really long if I'm honest. Um, but it was so good. Like I just turned on ocean sounds and laid there and breathed. I didn't even, mm-hmm. didn't even meditate on anything. I just breathed and it was so good. So I guess like, I guess my answer is I go within and I do what's needed. I don't go to something or someone to like, tell me what to do or tell me what I need. I just go and ask myself and trust. I trust my gut, which I think a lot of women struggle with. But man, that is our power. And we got to get back to that. I I also think, and this is what I hope I do on social media, um, is I do use social media as a tool. It can totally be a weapon. It could totally not help you. But I do like follow accounts that make me feel uplifted that if I am on the app, I'm usually only there to create. I usually don't take in much. But what pops up when I open the app, like I want to make sure that that is positive. I want to make sure it's helpful. I actually don't want to learn about social media strategy. I don't want to learn anything like in that masculine energy of like doing, doing, doing. I want to see, um, you know, a reminder. I want to see a quote that's positive. I want to see something really good. I want to see a yummy vegan recipe. I want to see something that's going to make me feel like excited. So using social media and setting it up as a tool and following positive accounts that make you feel something really like that lights you up. Um, you can totally use social media as a mood changer. And I think a lot of people don't do that. Stay with us. We'll be right back. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Yeah, I just had this conversation the other day with one of my coaching clients as I said, because she's just kind of getting into social media. And I said, you have to change your mindset around it. You are no longer a consumer of the content. You are a creator of content. And Mm -hmm. like I mentioned at the beginning of this, I do audits on my own social media pretty often. I go through and I kind of I'll unfollow, like I'll go through, I kind of do it as I scroll sometimes. I'm like, why am I following this person? I'm sure I had a reason at the time. It doesn't serve me now. Like, yeah, their dog's super cute. I don't need to see that unfollow. And like, I don't feel guilty about that because it's my, it's my space. It's I'm, I'm allowing certain things to come in. I think when people complain, oh, social media is such a time suck and it's such a this, well, you have some control over that. Like you can control the content that comes across your feed because you're, those are the people you're following and you're choosing to allow into your space. Um, mm-hmm. So I love that you brought that up. And I think the other thing you said that I wanted to go touch on too, was that as women, we tend to forget to go inward because we're like, we're so focused on like everybody else. And this, I, this thought, I, and I know it's one of those things, like you were saying, like, it's the thing you don't want to do, but you know, the voices they're telling you to, over the last two weeks, I've had this voice in my head and I've seen it in different ways. And it's come in, come to me in different places where it's like, you need to take care of yourself. It's that airplane analogy, put your oxygen mask on before you help somebody else put theirs on. And I'm like, okay, I keep hearing this come to me in different ways. Take care of yourself, take care of yourself. But sometimes it's so hard to actually do that thing. As simple as it sounds of being like, Hey, I need a break. 
Hey, I need my husband to go take the kids for a couple hours so that I can actually have a quiet space to work in, or I need to go take a walk for a little while. But those little simple things we forget to allow ourselves to do because we feel like we should be doing all these other things instead. And we, we push down that voice. We push down that thing inside of us telling us what we actually need or what we actually should be doing. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that that's something that as women and as moms, we need to listen to more of is mm-hmm. trust that we know what our bodies need. We know what our mind needs. Um, and it's, it's okay to ask other people for help. It's okay to say I'm struggling and I need a few minutes. Um, it's okay to do all of those things. If it helps you get to a place where you can then help other people even better. So I, I yeah. think that's so good and so true. And, and like, let me use this example too. I, there's always people around, maybe not always, but for most of us, I think we've had people offer to help us and we don't take them up on it. Like when you have a baby and like, let me know if you ever need help. Let me know if you need a meal. And like, we sit there silently struggling and getting PPD and, you know, losing ourselves for what? Like pride. I don't know. Um, But one example of not doing that and like, you're, you're going to have to deliberately go another way. And this also, it's so funny because it all ties together with clutter and aligning your space. Like you've got to feel worthy of it. And you've got to deliberately decide to go a different way than you've been going. So here's an example of how I did this recently. The other day, um, a friend and someone that I work with that lives here in our new hometown, um, she said, I know that your Airbnb is really small and things are really crazy. And you just road tripped across the country with your family and you're probably sick of them. I just want you to know you can come over and just like lay on my couch and take a nap. We can bring food. We could work. We could do whatever. You're welcome here. And I knew in my head, like, I'm not going to take her up on that because that's embarrassing. Like my, my thought was that. And then I, I had a moment yesterday where I was like, oh my God, I've got to get out of here. And then I thought right away, like I could go to Haley's and I, I resisted it. And then I was like, what, what do I need right now? What's missing? I need a friggin' break. Like Brian is fine. He's doing great. He's not needing a break. He just had one, which he had one, no problem. Like men receive so easily and it's not on them. It's on us. Like we are not. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I, I texted her that I was coming over. I got myself a smoothie, got her a smoothie, had it over there. And I just laid on her couch while she worked and I didn't, I just laid on her couch with my smoothie and I listened to an audiobook for a little bit. I had a really good conversation with her and I left an hour and a half later, so restored. And I did the thing that I wouldn't normally do. I, I, it's a pride thing that I would not take her up on that. Like, I don't need it. I'm strong. I've got it. Mm-hmm. And we just don't need to be doing that to ourselves. I am worthy of honoring when I get a break. I am worthy of taking a friend up on her kind offer. I would do the same thing for her and be so upset if she didn't take me up on it because of pride. Um, And so really just what do I need? What's missing right now is like the magic couple of questions that has really been a guiding light for me in my business, like in my self-care, in my morning times, in these crazy days with where we're at right now. Like it's just, it's everything. But then you've got to deliberately do the work to move outside of what you would normally do and and also work through why you wouldn't. That's pride. So I I sat there on the couch and I did, I worked kind of just mentally for a few minutes, worked through, where does that come from? Why do I feel like this is weak? Like I literally feel like that is the weakest thing I could have done. Mm -hmm. And that's gross and not true. (laughs) Like why that's not serving anyone. So yeah, all of, all of that to say, 
deliberately doing the thing to make a difference, to go a different way. Otherwise, you're just knowing the truth and staying on the same hamster wheel that's not working. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, that's so good. I think, yeah, because it, like we like to say that men are like the, you know, oh, they have such a hard time admitting things. Their ego gets in their way. But we do the exact same thing. You know, like I think that's mm-hmm. such a good point. And I think too, it speaks to the fact that like we as women need to be that person that also can say, come hang out on my couch anytime you need a break. Like, I think Mm -hmm. we need to have those conversations with our friends and we need to make sure we have that support group around us either virtually. I mean, I have several friends that I've met through this podcast or through social media where, you know, one of them, I, she was having a terrible day and we were boxing back and forth. And I said, you know what? She lives in a different state. I got online and I realized I could have wine delivered to her house in the next 30 minutes. So I sent her two bottles of wine. And I was just like, go sit on your back porch, drink that wine. And she was like, that's the nicest thing that I've had happen in the last couple of months. And I'm like, little bitty things. It doesn't take, hey, let's go have a girl's night. It doesn't require like, hey, I'm going to babysit your kids for you. But just something as simple as, hey, let's go for a walk around the neighborhood and have a conversation. Or yeah, come lay on my couch and, you know, listen to an audio book while I work on my computer. Like just being an open door to say, this is a safe space for you to come in. I don't expect anything from you and you don't expect anything from me other than just to be here. I think that mm-hmm. that's something that we as women can give to each other to help break that cycle of us like getting in our heads and saying like, oh, I, that's so embarrassing. I can't do that. Um, you know, yeah. and I love that your friend did that. I love that you took her up on that. Cause I think that now, you know, like you've done it. You're like, okay, I can do that again, you know? So I yeah, think that's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Allie, thank you so much. This has been, I mean, I could talk to you for days. Um, so I don't want to keep you for too long. And I know that our listeners, um, are going to probably walk away from this, like overload brain, but, um, I want you to tell everybody what you have going on right now. Where can they find you? How can they follow you, get to know you more. And then of course, talk to us a little bit about your book you have coming out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I would love if you, if you, I don't know when this episode is coming out. So pre-order or buy the book. Um, it is going to be in Target stores now. It's so amazing. I know. I'm so happy. That was my biggest, biggest, biggest desire, my biggest goal. And I actually said no. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to freak out. It is a yes. They will come back and say yes. I don't know how. And I'm not going to work myself to the bone. I'm not going to push it. I'm going to put the word out there. And I'm going to let it happen. And it's going to happen. And I literally like let it go and like was moving and kind of forgot. And they came back and said yes. And that just like doesn't happen. So so you can get it there when it's out. You can pre-order. It's already been number one on Amazon for, for a while, which is so, oh, so beautiful. But I would love if you guys got the book because it's, the editor did a really good job of making me explain everything from scratch. And it's like a really, really great fresh start to come into. Um, or if you already are familiar with my stuff, it's a great like refresh or reminder. Um, and it'll get you like, I mean, tell me if you agree, but I feel like it, oh. I was like reading the audiobook mm-hmm. for to record it. And I was like, I need to get home. Like I'm like live this way. And I was like, I can't even think of like more stuff to do before our move. Like I was like, you, it just makes you want to stand up and like, just freaking do it. Yeah. And just get it, get it out and get your space aligned with how you really want to live. 
Um, well, I will so say anyway. that. So I finished reading it. Um, we were at our friend's lake house this past weekend for the holiday weekend. And I finished reading it while we were at the lake. And so I wasn't home. And I was like, okay, well then tomorrow we're leaving for a family vacation. So this morning I woke up and I was like, I'm gonna talk to Allie today. And I was kind of, as I showed you, I've made notes in your book. I've post or post-it noted, sticky noted it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I want to, because I think one thing you said, I'll just kind of cover this really quickly was about involving your kids. Like, because it's one thing to talk about like creating space, but when it's a space that's theirs and not really yours and, or it's a shared space. And I was like, yes, I want my kids to talk to me about, I want to have a conversation about what they want their spaces to look and feel like. And so that alone, I woke up this morning. I was like, Oh, I want to do that. I was like, Nope. I have five majillion things I need to do today. <laughs> I was like, it's going to have to wait. But I was like, Oh, but I really want to get in there and start doing these things. So yes, I, and like I said, I mean, I have followed you for a while. I've done your declutter thing. So I've done some of this, but just re like reading through it, the first couple chapters with like the idea of the intention and the reason behind the purpose of all of this, like it was a good refresher. And there's a lot of things in there that I hadn't heard from you before. Um, I mm-hmm. will recommend this book 5 million times over because it's so good. I think every woman mom needs to have it in their bookshelf. Um, and so I'm just super, super excited for you. And I, I cannot wait to walk into Target and see your book on the bookshelf. That's I'm like, I feel like I've gone on this journey with you and I'm like, oh, I'm so happy for you. So yeah. yes. Okay. But besides Thank that, you. how can people find you? Yeah. Um, I think Instagram is a really great place to connect. That is a hundred percent me. Like that's where I'm showing up day to day and like sharing what's on my heart and like what's most like current and I share like tips and just kind of sharing what's going on. Um, so yeah, I would follow me there. It's just, if you just search Ali Casaza, it's the mom with the blue check mark. Um, and yeah, I just want you all to know that I almost said y'all just now. <laughs> hey, you're coming I from me there. I almost said y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa, that almost just rolled right off my tongue. Um, but I just want everyone listening to know that you're so worthy of everything that you want. The way that you want it to be is not impossible. You can have the life you want. You can have the thriving business. You can have the thriving family at the same time. Like it's not a or situation. Like I want to help you live your and life. Um, And so get the crap out of your way physically, metaphorically, and align your environment, align your calendar, align your life and your business and your family with where you really want to go. It's all so possible. It's it's multiple different realities you could choose to subscribe to. Unsubscribe from the one that's not working and subscribe to the one that you really want. Love that. Love it. Oh, so amazing. Well, and make sure you go and follow Allie and subscribe to her podcast as well. I'll have everything, including the book links down in the show notes. So Allie, thank thank you you again so much for being here. And um, we'll make it a third time soon, hopefully. So thank you. Thank you. you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And as always, you can find any links or resources mentioned in today's show down in the show notes. And if we're not friends outside the podcast yet, then what are you waiting for? Come find me on Instagram at Girl Means Business. Send me a DM letting me know what you thought of today's episode or any of the past episodes you've listened to. You can also take a screenshot of today's episode and post it to your stories tagging at Girl Means Business, and I'll give you a shout out on my page. I love connecting with you and hearing all about your business and can't wait to get to know you more. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will meet you back here next week, same time, same.
same place.